Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. Stella Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Pro Wrestling Sheet Raw Recap Show. I am your host, John Rogan. Uh, joined as always by the CEO of the Pro Wrestling Sheet, Ryan Satin, who is, uh, who is girlfriendless this weekend, this week. So this is gonna be an interesting Ryan Satin we get this my hair, week. My hair's already all messed up after one <laughs> week of having the short hair and doing it. So as you can see, I'm a mess. But, uh, no, I, uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I ran in just in time to, to, to make sure we could get this out. Yeah. Well, this one started out. Uh, this was an interesting RAW. You know, where it seems like it seems like when we're getting to WrestleMania, 
all these shows feel like send-off shows. They feel like, to me, these episodes as they lead into it. This one felt that way as well. They're just laying all the groundwork to make sure uh, you got what you need and the matches that are coming up, previewing the matches that are coming up. But we started out, of course, uh, which uh, you know it broke all over the place, that the uh, women's triple threat match will officially headline WrestleMania. So let's start there because that was definitely the topic of conversation throughout the whole show on Raw last night. What's your feelings about that first? And I know we kicked it around last week that maybe they were losing the momentum for it, but now they've solidified it here. I think, if anything, that was... They did that to almost course correct themselves on that situation okay. because I think they were losing steam yeah. a little bit and I think that they were kind of losing the main focus a little bit from them and it, that's why I ever, I, we weren't the only ones I listened to other shows and yeah. I heard a lot of shows talking about how it, it was not only was it not looking that way was it starting to look that way but it almost everyone would almost seemed okay with it kind of yeah. like we were saying but I think that this almost um it, this was a way of wiping that a little mm-hmm. bit, clean a little bit, and, uh, and and bringing the women back to the forefront. I think it was smart to you know put it out there for all the media, so right. that the people.coms of the world and the, the Huffington Posts and the you know all those mainstream publications that WWE craves the attention from. Yeah. And, and I say that like it's a negative thing, but every company craves media attention from these types of companies. Yeah. So um, – the type of thing that any entertainment company craves, that kind of attention. And so this was smart to get it out there of, like, first ever. Like, they've mm-hmm. been doing all these first evers. They've been doing them all. They, the Royal Rumble, yep. the Elimination Chambers. And this was really, like, the last one that was on the list. And I'll be mm-hmm. honest with you, two years ago, you know, when it started to kind of be a thing that was more and more talked about. Yeah. I thought it sounded like a pipe dream. I thought, like, really? yeah, I, yeah. I just really That's fair, I think. I, I, I really, you know, when people were saying that, they, you know, it wasn't like it was just certain sects of people who were saying it. Lots of people yeah. were saying it. You know, yeah. it was starting to grow. And I never, you know, myself and I think a lot of people were kind of like, dude, there's no way Vince will ever approve that. Right. Like, especially while Brock Lesnar's in the company. You know, right. especially with a, when you have a pay-per-view draw like Brock Lesnar. But, you know, the second Ronda Rousey came around, lover, hater, say what you want about her. But Ronda Rousey did 100% lead them mm. down that path to get there. I mean, yeah. they, they, they brought in a pay-per-view draw just like Brock Lesnar was at that time, you know, back when they brought him in and, and said, okay, well, okay, let's see what can happen. And she did so well with it yeah. that she was able to lead them there. And, and, and that's not discredit anything that Becky or Charlotte has done either because those two played vital roles in all of this as well. I mean, mm-hmm. two years ago, when people were saying stuff like that, it was because of Charlotte. Yeah. It was like, Charlotte is going to lead the women to main event WrestleMania. Right. And, and then, you know, when, when Ronda came in, it seemed inevitable that the two of them were going to be the ones to do it. And, and you know, with Becky becoming such a, a, a hot commodity at the yeah. same time, I mean, all the pieces are in place. It would have been silly to not end the show with that. And in my opinion, we're going to end the show. It's, you know, one of the best NXT moments that's that's ever happened was mm-hmm. when all the four horsewomen came in the ring when Bailey won the NXT women's title and they were they were all yeah. went around her the emotional moment and they're all throwing up the four horsewomen sign um I feel like WWE is going to recreate that moment at WrestleMania after the end of it it's going to be Becky standing tall Sasha and Bailey are going to come out right. Charlotte's going to drop her guard down a little bit and like look at we did this they're going to have their moment and that's a hug I'm totally okay with because right. that makes sense that they did it finally which is a huge moment and I feel like they're going to close the show out right. with the four horse women standing right. tall as like an, a thank you to everything because 
there's no denying, regardless of what Ronda, regardless of Ronda helping them to get there, mm-hmm. the four horsewomen did sure. so much to actually make it happen as well. Right. And after they all hug, Charlotte's going to turn on all of them, and it'll be perfect. No. She's going to kick them all in the face and be done with it. I think it's, it's going to be the, the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of Ronda being like, oh, you know what? Y'all think you are the fucking horsemen? Right. Horsewomen? I'm, we're the horsewomen. She's going to bring up her crew the next night on The Rock on WrestleMania. Rock. Yeah, and they're just going to beat the crap out of the four horsewomen. And we're finally going to get four horsewomen versus four horsewomen mm-hmm. before Ronda takes a hiatus. Okay. I don't know that, but that just seems to me like the yeah. perfect way to map that out. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of Ronda, she opened well, wait, this. Best. Oh. What did you think of the women main event? Oh, I love it. I, I'm, I've always. I spoke for like five minutes. It's all right. It's all right. I, I, I'm a big fan of them. I wasn't always a fan of the triple threat because I do feel like Charlotte was shoved in there. Nothing you can do about it now, but if it it should absolutely headline WrestleMania. And kudos to people around Vince who kind of, and maybe it was Vince's idea, who knows, who kind of pushed this idea. Look, we're gonna get more attention for the company if we have this be our main event, and they've earned it. Like they've earned it. Both things can exist. A, they've earned it, and we'll get more attention for our company. So it's a wise move all around. And they've been building towards it. You're right. Ronda was like the last thing to push it over the top. Everyone else from. Um, fabulous moolah and all those old days bringing it slowly 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 up the hill and it looked like you were saying two years ago pipe dream couldn't be possible but you needed the women's wrestling to eclipse the men's wrestling and for and you can argue that over the last year it has you can certainly make a case one way or the other you can make a case that it has and so you have another enough great personalities in this triple threat match that will be fun in three different styles and three women you could argue charlotte becky at the top of their game ronda getting there quickly so it's going to be a fun match all around uh, i'm curious to see who's going to ref it and i'm curious to see who's going to be at ringside and i'm curious to see if vince or stephanie get involved or triple h in some way if this if anybody gets involved in this so because you can throw the kitchen sink into this match and it'll be fun because people are looking forward to it see i hope they don't throw the kitchen sink in this mm-hmm. match i hope they just let i mean because it's going to be the first women's main event i hope they let them have a wrestling match like uh-huh. they don't need a bunch of gimmicks like there's going to be so many gimmick matches right in the 17 hours prior to them when uh, starting from the pre-show on i mean there's so many matches mm-hmm. i i think that this one has built to such a fever pitch where the people, regardless of charlotte's there or not who wants to see becky yeah. and, and ronda beat the crap out of each other and yeah. i i think this is one where they don't need the gimmicks i feel like i hope that it's just treated as a regular main event yeah, I, yeah. I don't think they need to have a female referee to show that it's few empowerment or have like all women on commentary to show that like the women are doing it like mm-hmm. i think that they should be on part of the men like no this is the this is just the show, right. the regular show, and we're ending it because we're ending the biggest show of the year because we're the biggest mm-hmm. feud of the company right now. I don't disagree with you, but the egos think, of the, the egos of the McMahons, you never know. Do you think that they should have the female referee and go that? Oh, I haven't even thought it? that far ahead to well, be honest you said, with you. Like who the referee was? And all oh, that well, yeah. Could it, could, will it be Stephanie? Will oh, it be Triple okay. H? Will it be Vince? Like Shane? Like I just throw things out there because you never know uh, how the McMahons want to inject themselves. Look, it's never not about the McMahon. Sorry, it never is, and that's why Vince is the one who says no one's bigger than wrestling. And so you get that into that situation, you never know what can happen. I agree with you. Don't want any gimmicks. Let them yeah. wrestle. But you never know with the McMahons when Just they're throw, involved. Throw, throw Holly Holm in there as the special <laughs> <next> referee. <laughs>
fucked. And Amanda Nunes. And she's uh, just the enforcer on the outside. That's right. Just walking around. Oh, my God. Pointing imagine, to her foot. Imagine if just, like, at the end of the show, after Ronda loses, Amanda Nunes, Holly Holm, and Cyborg just come out like the shield and do the whole shield ring entrance thing on Ronda Rousey. She just stands there like a deer in headlights. Yep. Oh, man. That'd be good. With Gronkowski as their manager. All right. Let's move on. Ronda does kick this thing off of Raw. Came down. Gave us. Kept dropping the mic and picking it up. Dropping the mic and picking it up. Drop, talking about how everyone owes her for making this thing the main event at WrestleMania. Blah, blah, blah. Then they issue this beat the clock challenge. Uh, so she takes on Sarah Logan. Defeats her in like a minute and 20. Then uh, um, uh, Charlotte comes in. Oh, well, Becky gets announced. Becky comes down ringside. Charlotte comes in. Talks all the way down. Then has her battle with Ruby Riot. Doesn't beat the clock. Uh, then uh, Becky gets in there. Beats uh, Liv Morgan under the clock with nine seconds left, which was kind of a surprise. And so now we have ourselves, you know, like, I'm better than you kind of thing. Did you like this? Uh, well, let's split it up into two. Sure. Uh, let's start with the promo part. Okay. Uh, I loved the opening promo yeah. part. I thought that the opening promo really, uh, opening segment, rather, uh, really sold all three of them finally mm-hmm. for the first time. I feel like there's been all these unnecessary obstacles and there's been all these... Leg injuries, yeah, and, right, right. and and wrestling's fake, and it's just been like this this just smorgasbord of unnecessary stuff thrown our way, which we've talked about. A lot of people felt like cooled it down a little yeah. bit, and I felt like this kind of got it back to where it needed to be. Like Ronda came out and acted like Ronda. I even think that uh, that she made everyone believe. That that was a mistake mm-hmm. when she kept when she dropped the mic the yeah. first time and came back because even me when she came back and was like oh and by the way and like said something else and dropped it again I was like did she forget to say that the first time right, right. but then when she came back the third time I was like oh okay and this is clearly like a thing they're doing and, yeah. and I think it's hilarious it's <laughs> it's such like a. <laughs> like a white girl thing to do to like drop a mic three times in a row. You're only supposed to drop a mic once right. to do a mic drop three times in a row is yeah. like the cockiest is like the cockiest, most <laughs> ridiculous thing. Uh, but I loved it. I honestly like, I felt like, you know, she, she didn't downplay anything too much. She, she, she like, you know, she, she played the role yeah. of like, I'm a fuck. Like, yeah. you hate me. Yeah. You want to hate me? You hate me. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, I don't care. Exactly. Like, I'm Ronda Rousey, bitch. And I like that she's getting over that, mm-hmm. getting that over. I also thought that Becky, even though it kind of felt like a little akin to old fun Becky. Yeah. At this point, it's that's what it is now. That's again. what it is. That, she's not, you know, she's still the man. Yeah. But, you know, she's not that trash talking thing that she mm-hmm. was before necessarily. Uh, but it worked. I feel like Becky, you know. Knowing that, you know, the, the confidence of knowing that, like, this worked. Yep. I'm in the main event for real. Yeah. Like, I'm in the match over Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Like, that's that's a huge accomplishment. You talk about two years ago, who would have ever thought Becky Lynch is the odds-on favorite to win the first main female main event at WrestleMania? I saw, I said, I saw something that said... It's mind-blowing. Like, the first... Or the second... Sorry. The, so, the first person since Andre the Giant... To be like a non-American in the main event of WrestleMania oh, wow. or something like that. Okay, I was like, "What? Wow. That's crazy!" You know, like, and definitely the first Irish person wow. that's ever been yeah, in, the, sure, in, sure. in a main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, um, yeah Sheamus never got there. No, good point. Wow. And and, and it's funny that you say that because yeah, two years ago, could you imagine telling someone two years ago that in two years, yeah, Ronda Becky Lynch is going to be wrestling in a match. 
above Brock Lesnar to close the show, and people are going to be pumped yeah. about it. Yeah. Like people are going to be totally accepting of it. In fact, they'd be furious if it had been otherwise. Right? That you wouldn't. I wouldn't have believed you. And even if you'd gotten that far into trying to pitch that. The second you said, and Becky's going to win, <laughs> that you'd be like, get the get out, just get out. You don't know what you're talking about. You know crap about wrestling. You don't know what you're talking about, and it's insane what happened. All right, uh, well, well, so then, okay, so, wait, 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 so then, so I, I thought Ronda did great, yeah, and I also felt like Charlotte did great. Yeah, Charlotte I feel like Charlotte has been owning this character. Like I don't mm-hmm. care what anyone says about how she's, she's had to it. because no one else has wanted her to own it, but she had to she own had it. to own it. So she had to yep. raise her game. Yep, they were like shoot. They were like look, like, they were gonna shoot. Her corner in there. Yep. She knew it, and she had to elevate her game, and she did it. Like, yep. no one can say that since this whole shoehorn Charlotte thing became a thing, that Charlotte has not, without certainty, yeah. elevated her game to be on the same level of those other two. Like, regardless if you just wanted to see Ronda versus Becky, which I'm one of them, I wanted to see Ronda versus Becky, but look it, can't deny Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte's owned it. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and so I thought that this segment really did a good job of kind of like getting us back to where we need to be mm-hmm. a week before. Because you know what? At the end of the day, if the match itself is awesome, we're going to forget all that dumb crutch stuff. We're yeah. going to forget about all that. We're going to remember the cool moments. And yeah. I, 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 at the end of the day, it'll be cool. It'll be, it'll be cool. And this was fine to me. I just hope the, the Riot Squad is getting done this way once again because (laughs) they'll be because just like becky when she was on that long losing streak and everyone's getting frustrated uh eventually they'll get a shot in the spotlight and do their thing and get a chance to shine because ruby certainly deserves a chance to shine live and sarah you can argue what you're saying is but ruby in two years Liv morgan's gonna main event wrestling (laughs) no ruby Riot will but not live but then you never know it could be Liv. that's what i'm saying it could be sarah logan which is an even longer shot i think (laughs) i mean that would be insane so you never know um that because I knew Roka was going to be angry about this Riot Squad situation, that is why I split it up. So, yes, let's yeah. get, listen, we can get to the match now. All right. Um, Apparently, I, they can all be beat under two minutes. So, there we go. Okay. Well, also, let's put this perspective, too, okay? The, you say that, right? Yeah. But also, the Dean Ambrose-Drew McIntyre match, right, at the end, that was only 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, there wasn't, like, any long matches on this show. Mm-hmm. They were all, like, I was like, I think the tag match was five minutes, and most of it was in a commercial. Yeah. So... You have to put the length and perspective of things. Right, of course, of course, of course. They're trying to build a show that has like 25 matches or something like that. You had to make them opponents that that seemed viable for them, but still beatable. Yeah. So the Riot Squad made sense at this stage. And I feel like Ruby didn't lose. No, right. She didn't lose. Ruby didn't lose. But the other two did. Her her cronies did, you know, right. like her, her girls did, you right. know. And you know what? It's not like they have the, the, the like, greatest track record of wins and losses. Right, so, or for wins compared to losses. So it's like, I didn't think it was that big. I saw a lot of people said, oh, they're just going to drop the Riot Squad out. And it was like... Well, also, they're involved right now and next week mm-hmm. in the build to a WrestleMania match. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they're not maybe in the match because they're probably going to be in the Battle Royals or whatever, right. Battle Royals or whatever. But at the same time, like, they're part of the build yeah. to the first women's WrestleMania main event. And to me, I guarantee you, in my, at least in my opinion, I guarantee you that they're not bummed. They're, yeah. they're pumped that they're getting involved in it. They're still young wrestlers. Yeah. They're still building their resume. And this is kind of how you do it sometimes, depending on how you get called up and what the situation is. So, yeah. Um, yeah, over, I think I agree with Ryan for the most part. I think it, it pretty solidified those three uh, as the top of the game right now and pushes it forward, this narrative. All three of them are going to give everything they got. 
and they're ready for the match. So we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out next week when they have the six-woman tag team match, which should be a lot of fun as well. All right, let's move on to a handicap. I, oh, yeah, Real fast, though. Um, there wasn't any more talk of Becky and Ronda and Charlotte throughout the night, right? Um, well, like, there wasn't any else. I don't think so. I mean, there's mentions, obviously. I would have liked one more thing later yeah. if they were all in the same building. Maybe that's just me. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I guess we still have SmackDown. We still have two, another week. But yeah. I did think it was weird. Like, you're the these are the women who are ending the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like it was weird to open the show and be done with them in, like, 15 minutes. Yeah, true. That yeah. was the, my only thing I didn't like about yeah. it. Yeah, well, three-hour show, you got to fill it. True, I know, yeah. and I said the same yeah. thing about time just now, so I can't complain. I'm just, <laughs> that was my only little thing. That's a fair point. All right, this handicap match happened next with Finn Balor took on the Maharaja and took on uh, 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 Bobby Lashley, the IC champion, with Leo Rush at ringside and the Singh brothers. This was more than just a two-on-one match. It was like a five-on-one match, and in the end, Balor got it done and is going to wrestle. WrestleMania. I think he's going to face Finn or face uh, uh, Lashley for the title. I imagine. So that's what this is set he up is. for. That, that's yeah. what it was set that's up, set yeah, up yeah. for. Yeah. So um, did you like this as a setup? You knew he was going to win. It right? was inevitable. He was going to win. So is he bringing the beast out? Even the demon. The demons are. Um, that's my guess. Yeah. I know people. I saw a lot of people when I mentioned this on the show. You know, a few weeks ago, people were like, "Well, you didn't bring the demon out for the title match or something like that." And so I think that it, that was the kind of like, "Well, how how does the demon get brought out then?" Right. Yeah. And I and and surprisingly, it wasn't on the show last nope. night, but on on Leo Rush's Twitter, he posted a video with Bobby Lashley taking yeah. place. Uh, with Bobby Lashley that took place in the locker room right after he lost. Yeah. And he's raging out, and Leo's like, calm down, big man, calm down, you know, and he's doing this whole thing. And uh, and then he kind of, like, gets mad at Leo. Leo, like, takes a shirt, like, what, we're going to do this? Like, they're going to fight. And then he's like, what are you going to do? Like, you have to wrestle Finn Balor now at WrestleMania. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to beat the demon out of him. And then he walked uh, out of the boom, room. there you go. There's so there the you go. They laid the groundwork there. They boy. laid the groundwork. But yeah. I'm surprised they didn't do that on TV. I thought that was, like, I'm, I, I mean, I, like I said, I know they, they really are building a lot of matches, and they only have a little bit of time, yeah. but you know, this served that purpose better than this match. Did you? I went like, oh, there it is, <laughs> there it is. That's why the demon's been on the WrestleMania poster. Yeah. Yep. There it is. So I do think that. I think that. Yeah, you know, it was inevitable. It had to happen. Yep. Um, I, I, I didn't think they were doing anything else. I thought a lot of people. There was like some rumor that there was something big planned for Finn Balor, and I didn't think it was anything Undertaker related or anything. Yeah. That, that they they've been building to this match for the past few months now. This has been like a running theme, yep. you know, since he lost the title. So um, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the Bobby Lashley thing, uh, you further his storyline that he's an uncontrollable beast, an animal. And so I like that. Like, he'll flip out on anyone, even his team tag team partners and his manager. Everyone is fair game to Bobby Lashley. And I like that if they keep going down the storyline with him. It's a good, nice, uh, new angle to take on his character, which I like. They just call him Bob now, though, like Mustafa Ali is in his name. What's that? Yeah. Just Bob. Coming to the ring. The almighty Bob. <laughs> I saw the uh, little uh, memes of that kind of under. It's just under. Yeah. Boss Moss, I was cracking up with those. I was cracking up with those. Dude. Why do you, do you think they... What, what My is, favorite one of those when it was... They said when he said... Bailey's name is just her face now. He's like, I'm not really sure how to pronounce it, but that's Bailey's face now. I was cracking up. 
This is the best. All right, Alistair Black and uh, Ricochet took on the Revival. And I thought it was a very enjoyable match. And kind of maybe give us a preview of what we could see and what we will see at WrestleMania for the title, do you think? Uh, the titles, is that what they solidified here with this match? That's what I saw yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, okay, one, I agree Yeah, with both those statements. I agree with it was a good match. Yes. It was fun. I agree it was clearly foreshadowing to a tag match. Um, also, I loved that double black mask. Oh! Looked so cool. Woo. I was like straight out of like a kung fu movie yeah. or something like that. <laughs> You'd see Jackie Chan do something like that in a movie. <laughs> My only issue is this. And that's just making the champions look so weak headed into WrestleMania. Right. That we've seen, it's not like we haven't seen them wrestle Ricochet and Aleister Black yet. We've right. seen them wrestle each other now. and they, We know they can put on a good match. I would have preferred to see something where the Revival are also made to look strong heading mm-hmm. into the show. Because I feel like if you have two really strong teams yeah. heading into WrestleMania for the tag team titles, you're going to have a dough match, especially for guys of that caliber. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't necessarily feel like making the revival look like losers heading into it when they're the tag team champions who are supposed to be these these brute wrestler guys, you know, these tough old school beat 'em up dudes. Yeah. I don't understand the point of making them look weak to head into the WrestleMania match. You could have still gotten there. You could have just had them challenge them. Yeah. You literally could have had the revival beat the heavy machinery. Could have yeah. been had them win to build themselves up a little bit to have a tiny bit of credibility heading into WrestleMania, that to me would have made way more sense. Yeah, agreed. And where were Bobby Roode and, uh, and uh, Chad Gable on this one as well? So maybe next week that'll be the one that gets all squared away, a little six-man tag. Yeah. A little, you know. Yeah, I guess. Possibly. Yeah. possibly. No, 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 you're right. I yeah. forgot about them too. So it is probably going to be the three. Somehow. Yeah, it's probably going to be all three teams. Uh, all right, Drew McIntyre uh, confronts. There's already going to be a four-way tag. So there's going to be a four-way tag team match, a three-way tag team match, and then a regular tag team match. Mm-hmm. All right. Seven All hours right. of wrestling. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> Seven hours of wrestling. Get a catheter put in now. Uh, Drew McIntyre demands an answer from, like, oh, Drew McIntyre has a back and forth with Reigns there in the ring. Uh, I liked uh, Drew's promo. Um, I like Reigns coming out. And he said, you know, don't talk about my wife and my kids. And then, boom, they went at it. That was a good back and forth. So it lays the groundwork for what we're going to see uh, down the road as well on April 7th. I liked it. This is classic wrestling. Yeah. I mean, you can't, even if it wasn't like, um, too complicated or, or yeah. anything like that. It didn't need to be. No. It's Roman Reigns finally coming back. Um, mm-hmm. And Drew McIntyre has been kind of the guy who was like the the, the guy who kind of was there in Roman's absence. Yeah. Of like getting had a similar look, similar size. And they were kind of, you know, Drew McIntyre was getting a big push. who obviously wasn't the guy right. like, like like Roman had been. But um I think it makes sense. I, I think that, you know, yeah. th- they played up the cancer thing last week. Now it's the kids, you know, kid and wife thing. It's mm-hmm. classic heel behavior. Puts heat on a match that needs it quickly. Yeah. And, and Roman coming out and being like, you know, Roman accepts, but not Roman. Don't talk about wife and kids, bitch. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool stuff. It doesn't, I don't, I'm not bothered by it. I know that some people don't like the breaking the fourth wall too much, but they're doing it a lot lately. Yeah, so of course. Like, so it's like, what are you going to do at this point? Exactly. Well, what do you think? Who needs each other more? Who needs, Does Reigns need McIntyre or does McIntyre need Reigns? Because it feels equal to me right now because Reigns was away for a while and he was 
He was getting booed before he left anyway. And then McIntyre was getting a push, but the push got kind of fumbled a little bit. So do these two guys need each other? So this makes sense for them to be put together. And then they have to wrestle one hell of a match at wrestle. These are big dudes. You're not going to find technical moves being done here or high-flying moves. It's going to be a brutal match. I think they both need each other. I think that, just like you said, you know, a few few months ago – we were like, what? What are they gonna do with brains? With no, no, no. Reigns oh, with, was McIntyre, gone. with McIntyre, right, right, right. We were right. like, what are they gonna do with McIntyre yep. WrestleMania? Yep. Like, what are they like? Is he maybe gonna be Angles? Wrestle? Is Wrestle Angle? Like, we were kind of like, we weren't sure. Yeah. This made it sure of like a here's a good program that mm-hmm. Drew can be Drew. He can help usher Roman back into the fold. Yeah. Um, I think everyone gains out of this, and honestly, it wouldn't surprise me to see continue beyond WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Roman wins. Drew attacks them, you know, and then they eventually those two are going to be feuding for the title. Yeah, down the road, and it'll be fun to watch. It wouldn't surprise me to see them. Roman wins here, and then eventually it's the two of them against each other for SummerSlam, the title of Brock Lesnar. Because I see Roman being the one to beat Brock Lesnar for the title, not Seth Rollins. Once again, Lesnar reigns once again. (laughs) <laughs> All right, uh, Natalia and Sasha finally got into the match that they kind of been previewed last week. Uh, this was uh, this was a good match. It was good, bad, nice back and forth between the two uh, wrestlers there. Uh, and then, of course, everybody gets involved with uh, with uh, uh, Nia and Tamina running down to the ring. Beth Phoenix clears the ring. Great to see her in action again. My lord, that woman is strong. Uh, she is so strong. Edge, God love you. Uh, you are such a lucky man, you son of a bitch. And then uh, what's left is just just. Chaos, just like carnage all over the ring. Then they step on Sasha's title, kind of hold it for a little bit, which is a nice little move by Natty there. Uh, and then they're left in the ring. Uh, Pinup Strong uh, is left in the ring as the uh, as the champs walk away. But when they're caught in the back, uh, Sasha and Bailey both say they'll take on all. They'll take on both those teams. So now it's a six woman tag team match, no. a three team tag team match, four way. Four. They oh, announced it after oh, the, the show. Iconics. Iconics oh, too. after the show. Okay. So it's the Iconics versus, like I said, Iconics versus Nia okay. Jackson, Tamina versus uh, Bailey and Sasha versus Beth and Natalia. Right. So champs, legends, brutal, and then cannon fodder. All right, got it. It's good to go. I like it. Or up and coming talent sure? that people enjoy. <laughs> and some people don't. Uh, anyway, what do you think of this match? Almost like that's overall? the entire point of wrestling, John Roca. <laughs> uh this match. This was good. Good match. I enjoyed it. I thought that um, you know, it was quick, obviously, yeah, yeah. but there were some innovative things in there. I, I really like that spot where Natalia did her like run up the back thing, yes. but then Sasha caught her by the legs and put her in mm-hmm. the move. That was so good. That was really innovative. You know, it's always cool when you see something that, you know, you when you see a move that's been done a million times, uh, not everyone does that move, but you've seen Natalia right. do it so many times now. Right. And I actually really enjoy when Natalia does it. But I think it looks cool when she does it. Yeah. But it was nice to see an interesting reversal that you haven't seen out of it. I was inter- I, I thought that was really cool. I liked that. Yeah. Um, the match was the match was fun. It was short, um, but it served purpose. I think that you know um, it, it, it showed you know the competitive nature of things, but then it had Naya and Tamina come out and ruin things once again yeah, to once be again. the bad guys. But then 
it got to showcase how buff you know uh, Beth Phoenix still is by doing the glam slam on Tamina, on Tamina. which looked awesome and looked like effortless. Yeah, totally, that's scary as hell. That like that is a mom. Yeah, imagine like the moms that are like dropping their kids off with her and now see her on TV doing that and they're like, man, we don't want to mess with Beth. No she'll, shit, she'll kick her ass. You know, <laughs> uh, she calls. We're gonna bring extra food for something yeah. for one of the kids, one of the children activities thoroughly i i i um and i like the four-way being announced i Mm -hmm. I thought it should have been announced during the show yeah yeah it was a little weird that it wasn't it was really weird to me that it wasn't because they made a big deal having that backstage interview with them right yeah that's why yeah and she mentioned the iconics in the backstage interview and it was weird because charlie they tweeted it like 10 minutes before the show went off the air and i was like why would you just mention like this just in or yeah, something Cole like could that. Totally do that. You know? yeah. I, I, I was really surprised by that, but uh, I think it's going to be a good match. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good match. And maybe we'll wait until next week and they'll run down the whole card next week and have a little graphics for it. So we'll see that. Um, okay, so let's talk about these vignettes. Oh, the, the Elias, Elias vignettes. I, before we jump into this other thing, the moment of bliss. I kind of enjoyed these vignettes, and I was surprised because I'm like you. I'm kind of tired of the guitar act, mm-hmm. but when they put him in comedy moments, Elias really shines, mm-hmm. and it reminds me a lot of Big Show. Like sometimes when they lose Big Show, they put him in comedic stuff, and it really works. You remember why you fell in love with him and liked him for so much, so long. I think they're doing that with Elias a little bit here. I, I I don't know this, but to me, this felt like a Bruce Pritchard thing. Like this uh, felt like old school WWF vignettes where they're just walking around the streets like a Jeff Jarrett oh, yeah. in Nashville or wherever. You know, like to me, that's what this felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't love them necessarily, but they okay. weren't bad. Like I, I definitely enjoyed this running gag you know this running these running vignettes throughout the show yeah. much more than i would have seen him do another in the ring get an interrupted shtick like right. I, I i'm over that at this point yeah so this was at least a better use of the time in my opinion yeah 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 agreed and uh, uh i liked him too and then when he got his case stolen that was just brilliant that, <laughs> that was, was that's funny a, that's new york for you sometimes you ain't paying attention um all right and move on a small moment of bliss here the conversation in the ring alexa talk brings out stroman uh stroman talks about how what he's going to do and then as ryan predicted colin jost and michael che are in the andre the giant battle royal oh good god i tried to warn you guys and, and i saw you tweet back at people who were upset about it and you're like oh yeah like there's never been you know celebrities in the ring or never been celebrities in a wwf or wwe situation we've seen that many times before even uh, since most, wrestlemania yeah, one. since wrestlemania run with mr t absolutely and the lopper liberace yep liberace muhammad ali was there yeah. yeah so many people so many celebrities have been involved in the situation going forward and come to watch house shows and get shown when and they're at a, a smackdown so to me the whole I'm going to get in trouble, maybe. Probably. Here. But, like, to me, I don't understand why people are so anti mm-hmm. when there's celebrity involvement in a match. Like, like, to me, it's the ultimate sign of gatekeeping. It's mm-hmm. like, well, no, they don't watch wrestling. They don't deserve to be in the ring. And you're like, yeah, no, they do. They're super famous. Well, I guess because, like, what you have sometimes, these battles with Makuga, they see those people who make fun of people who like wrestling, and they do it with, like, the snide remarks, little self-righteous comments that are really annoying to people who love wrestling and enjoy it for what it is. We all know it's not real. We all just enjoy the drama. No different than a TV show or a goddamn movie. 
you get to that moment where, and then when you see someone like that being brought in, like if you might not have, a, you might not like it if he was being brought into a Royal Rumble situation. And the way uh, uh, jokes has been doing this by saying it's not real, it's fake, you need therapy, all this kind of jazz. Playing classic heel beats is just that he's coming from He's a, literally playing yeah. the Andy Kaufman book. Yes, of like, he's coming in Very and playing true. it just like Andy Kaufman, Very who true. was also on SNL. And he's, maybe he's not beating up women, but he's doing the, like, I'm from Hollywood, right, and right, I right. can do whatever. I went to Harvard. Right. You know, that's what he's doing, you yeah. know? like, And so it's not like Colin Jost actually disrespects wrestling right right he's playing a effing character in this television show that he is a writer he knows he's a writer for one of the most popular television shows on television right he he's the head writer i believe of one of the the most popular television shows he's been writing since uh, he was young yep he knows what's going to elicit a response from people so he is doing these things to play the heel character and also I'm sure that most people are angry about it. Don't watch SNL. Right. But those of us who do, they're clearly wrestling fans. There's jokes about wrestling yeah. all the time on, on Weekend Update. I've seen pictures of Michael Che wearing wrestling shirts out mm-hmm. in public just in his free time. Uh, they're, they're clearly wrestling yeah. fans. Maybe not Colin Jost, but like, I don't know why we shun away people just because they don't watch wrestling, yeah. to me, that's gatekeeping and being like, you don't watch wrestling, so you shouldn't be here. No, you should be like, yeah, come into our world of wrestling. Yeah. See how awesome it is and, and enjoy. Yeah. And, and we should be pumped on that. I, 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 right? Am I crazy for that? I, I don't think you're crazy. I think it's certainly a point of view to have. I think I'm trying to explain where, uh, why other people might I know, and you're on that other side. Uh, no, I'm not 100%. You're somewhere in the middle. No, 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 I'm somewhere in the middle, okay. yes. As any analytical person should be, damn it. And I, I just feel that way about it overall. But it's not like SNL and NBC don't have a long history with Vince McMahon and WWE or WWF. Even in the first WrestleMania, it was her, uh, Fernando's Hideaway with Billy Crystal interviewing Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Go back and find it. Uh, the Rock did uh, really made himself even more famous by what he was able to do on uh, uh, SNL. And uh, Stone Cold's been on it. And you, you've had a number of wrestlers roll through here. Triple H was on it, uh, some, some segments. So you've had wrestlers get involved with NBC. And there's this deal coming forward, so it just makes sense. Also, wrestlers getting involved with the with the entertainment industry is good yeah. for the wrestling it's business. Positive, like you just said, The Rock. Yeah, The Rock. We loved The Rock, but when The Rock hit SNL, that was his coming out moment. And a lot of wrestling fans were really worried. That yeah. he was going to mess it up, it wasn't going to be funny, and it was going to be made fun of, and then by connection, wrestling would be made fun of on a larger scale, and he killed it. When he did SNL, I know there was a bunch of wrestlers on it, but was that to promote a, the that was Scorpion the first, King, that was, that was, I th- or was it I think just it, a thing he did on his own? Do you remember? No, I think it was to promote Scorpion King. It was, King. right? Yes, because he had been in The Mummy Returns or whatever. But it was, he had the was, vignette, that small vignette at the beginning of The Mummy Returns. Yeah, yeah, he and had that so, little thing where he was a Scorpion King. Right, exactly, and I think when, when the movie was coming out, Scorpion King, they did that, and Triple H was there, and all these guys Big were there show, telling him not to mess it up and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was great. See, like that was big like yeah. that that is literally what took the rock to another level yeah, in, in people's eyes right. you know cody and Stephen amell teaming up at SummerSlam because of mm-hmm. cody and Stephen amell teaming up at SummerSlam, that got tons of people to watch i don't care if you don't believe that it yeah. did it got extra viewers on there and then look what it did for cody afterwards like right. cody then because of just the, the, the association he then got a part 
on but, Arrow and has a had a recurring role on Arrow. You know, yeah. I mean, like Captain Lou Albano. You know, was yeah. was was Cindy Lauper, and then he got to be in the Girls Want to Have Fun video or yes, whatever. And, and, and the, you know, the, the association with Cap, with Cindy Lauper made Captain Lou a, a name that people knew, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. so these are good things. I mean, yeah. Braun Strowman becoming a name that people outside of wrestling know because he's the guy who got into it with mm-hmm. Colin Jost and Michael Che or made an appearance on Weekend Update to promote WrestleMania. Those are good things for wrestling, and yeah. I, I enjoy fun moments of television. You know what's great? Every show we do, uh, there's a naturally an organic subject comes up. And I think just hearing you talk right now, it occurred to me, this is something that wrestling fans, pro wrestling fans, are going to have to, especially WWE fans, are going to have to reconcile with themselves and their fandom. This, the WWE is changing. They want to go mainstream. They don't want to do the Marine 6 anymore. They want to do legitimate films. Fighting with My Family is the first like big major step towards that goal. I know I had a friend who interviewed with them to possibly be in charge of their film or television division because they want, and he's an executive in Hollywood, they want legitimate executives who are not necessarily wrestling fans to walk into that business and turn it around and turn it into legitimate films that are coming out. And do not be surprised as Becky Lynch headlines WrestleMania or possibly wins WrestleMania that five, ten years from now, the WWE produced, a WWE produced film wins an Oscar. Do not be surprised or an actor within one of those wins an Oscar. Their entire mindset is changing from straight to DVD or you know cheesy stuff that we know our fan base is going to gobble up. They want to be taken legitimately and to be taken legitimately you've got to change your approach to things and you can tell there's a more serious approach by the WWE to change their brand and what they look like. And that can't be uh, a coincidence when you see Vince getting older and other people beneath Vince assuming more control of the company in terms of the direction. So from below above. Not the overall direction, certainly above and below in changing things. So uh, this is something the fans are going to have to direct. This stuff with Colin Jost, Michael Jones, this is going to happen more. And there's a reason for that because they want to be seen as a mainstream entertainment slash sports entertainment company. And also, like, look, at I know that wrestling and I think this has always been, and I agree with everything you just said, yeah. by the way. Everything. I have nothing to retort on that yeah. at all. Just to uh, piggyback off of it. Yeah. I think my biggest disconnect with some wrestling fans is the fact that, like, I I I feel like too many gatekeep. Like, yeah. they don't like when an outsider comes in, and mm-hmm. I love it. I love yep. when there's outsiders mm-hmm. coming in. You're when the, there's a celebrity that makes it, I, I right. love it. Right. I was there when Cape Ed was there, and I loved it. I, you know, I, I love that stuff. You know, and maybe it's because I love entertainment, and maybe it's because I right. grew up around the entertainment industry, and I enjoy celebrity, mm-hmm. and I um, consume pop culture, and so maybe that's the difference. To you, you the know? lines are more fluid. To you, the lines are more fluid. To me, yep. and this is really gonna piss people off, but like to me, yes, I understand there's a wrestling business. But to me, WWE is more more just a bunch of television shows. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. I get that it's the wrestling business. And, yes, the wrestling business is different than any other beast. That's why I enjoy covering it. Yep. But at the end of the day, when it comes to WWE, 
It's a television show. Yeah, yeah. It's a big television show. It's a traveling television show that never gets canceled. Yeah. That, that yeah. is always on the air. That yeah. is going 24-7. It's the only show that's like that that's going 24-7. No break. Yeah. Tons of shows. Tons of content. All the time. Christmas, New Year's, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So for to me, when those people come in and, 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 and help elevate... WWE to those people like Makuga yeah, yeah. who are like wrestling stupid, wrestling's fake, wrestling's dumb, bunch of idiots. No, wrestling is not for idiots because you know what? Colin Jost, who is, who is having sex with Scarlett Johansson, certainly dating, is not a nerd. We don't know if they're having sex. They're probably they're having dating. sex. He is not. He's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. You know, so like is Michael Che. You go like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Michael Che too. They're both yeah. really cool dudes. Very like funny guys. Michael Che has peers with Chris Rock and and, yeah. and Dave Chappelle. If yeah. those guys respect Michael Che, I respect Michael Che right. for what he's done in comedy and for what he does on SNL. And so for to me, I'm like, yeah, dude, bring it on. Like I love that. I think mm-hmm. that it elevates. It, it, it helps to me. You say that yeah. it gives. It's like putting a light on the guys who are making the Makugas of the world yeah, who are yeah, yeah. saying wrestling's dumb. To me, it's the opposite of that. Go, for when those guys go, only nerds watch wrestling. I go, oh yeah. Do you think Colin Jones is a nerd? Do you think Michael Che is a nerd? Right, right. Do you think you know Arnold Schwarzenegger is a nerd? Do you think Chris Pratt is a nerd? You know, mm-hmm. you go like, oh yeah. Like no. In fact, there are people of every. Yep. Successful all people. across the spectrum of from lower class to the highest of class, they all watch wrestling. The smartest brainiac to maybe someone who isn't like they all watch wrestling. It's why I love it. It's why we all have such different opinions on social media and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just go like I don't. To me, shunning people from watching yeah. it only keeps us in the shadows and doesn't help us move forward. That's a fair point. That's a very good point, man. All right, let's move forward because we only have like 20 minutes left in the show. Apollo Crews from Baron Corbin. Don't worry. I won't have a lot to say about Apollo Crews. <laughs> I figured okay, I can consolidate that's my good. time on the last let's, topic because that. That. that was boring. <laughs> that was that boring? Means- Done. Okay. <laughs> Whatever's going to happen there down the road, we'll find out. Seth Rollins talking about Lesnar confronting Paul Wait, Heyman. real fast though because I okay. probably shouldn't. Wait, wait, wait. No, actually, we're going to talk about Kurt Angle later yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, whatever. Seth Rollins uh, uh, talks about WrestleMania and talks about Lesnar. Heyman comes out, uh, says all this kind of stuff. Uh, uh, Rollins goes up the ramp, knocks Heyman down, and then tells him this is a whole new game, son, and drops the mic on him. So, uh, thoughts here, and then Angle Angle uses Heyman for a perfect entrance. Uh, (laughs) I liked his promo. I liked what Heyman had to say, and I liked the way it ended, but it's standard stuff. Yeah, see, that's how I felt about it. It was very boilerplate. It was very... Heyman's always the fodder for whenever Lesnar can't be there. And the whole, like, I mean, I always laugh when he does the, like, I'm the advocate. I'm just an advocate. Like, when they go to fight him. I hope you win. I hope you win. I love he said that. I hope you win. (laughs) I was just going to say that. But he said, I I hope you win. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Um, my, okay, here's my question from it. Okay. Do you think it's believable when Seth's doing the like we thing, like do man we, of the people? Is Seth a man of the people already, I, or is that a little presumptuous? I think it's presumptuous by him, right? I think like Becky. Was, it reminds me almost of like the heel Seth Rollins. Yeah, Becky wasn't the man, woman of the people until they made her the man. Right, and the people had to go along with it. She was just doing her thing. She wasn't going, "Come with me," which is what she's doing now, which is bothers the living hell out of me. Rollins is doing that too, and I, I agree with you. Uh, Rollins. A lot of people have been pushing for Rollins to get the push, but if Rollins knows he's getting the push and wants the people to come with him on the push, there's a whole other uh, um, uh, there's a whole other thing to it that I don't like. A whole other angle or side to it that I don't like myself personally. The fans will tell you if you're 
a fan of the people. Just do your thing. Like Kofi. Yeah, Kofi. Right, Kofi's exactly. not out there saying, Kofi's like, come, come with, with me. me. Yeah, exactly. Kofi's like, I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and Becky is like now, like you said, yes, she is now. But it almost felt like, <laughs> it almost felt like a plea. Yeah. Come with me, please. Like, yeah. come with me. I'm not main eventing, so come with me. I'm not coming main eventing. I want to win the Universal title to bring it back to Raw. Do you not want the Universal yeah, title? Right. Come with me. Yeah. You want the Universal title on the show, too. That's kind of how it felt. I thought you guys said you hated Lesnar. <laughs> Come with me. And it was like, mm. <laughs> that, That's how I felt. Okay. I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> that wasn't just me that felt no, that no, way. No, no, I felt that way, too. That's 100% like, how, I, how I felt while watching this. I feel like so he's got lost. The whole reason we got to this position, Ryan, was all the shit he was doing beforehand. And now since he got to this position, it's been really weird. Kind of lost. I also think that he got this position because of, and not to be rude, but I mean, it's because yeah. Roman Reigns was gone. And they were like, who's going to be the number one guy? And with right. Roman Reigns, it was like, okay, well, it's going to be Seth. But then they had to stall for four months right. after Seth won the Royal Rumble because they were like, whoa, WrestleMania is still so far away. We've got exactly. all these other pay-per-views. And then Roman came back, and yeah. it's like, well, you didn't really push Seth that hard yeah. during that whole time away. Yes, he was having consistent matches and stuff, but um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I just, yeah, I don't think that at this point, it's, I just don't think, I, I don't think he's gonna win at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't think Rollins is gonna win? I don't. Know. Yeah, I, I think Kofi and, I'm starting and Becky to agree win. With you. Yeah, I'm starting to agree with you. Actually, Kofi and Becky win. Brock retains. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt Angle took on Samoa Joe. As we were saying, Kurt Angle walked over, essentially walked uh, over uh, Heyman uh, and got in there, took on Samoa Joe, you know, got the victory. I don't know what you want me to say about that. You could take this one. (laughs) I I don't want to denigrate this man anymore because I love Kurt Angle so much. And he got the victory. It's completely unbelievable that he'd ever beat, that he could beat Samoa Joe in this condition where he's at now. But this was a better match than the Gable match. That's for sure. But also, Joe, I think Joe knew how to carry it because Joe's a vet. Gable's still learning. Even as good as he is, he's still learning. Uh, Samoa did a nice job carrying him. I completely agree with you right there. I think that, you know, I love Kurt Angle. I thought maybe it was an act. But at this point, it doesn't seem to be an act. It's not an act. Right. uh, I almost hope that it is his actual retirement match. I know last weekend, past the weeks, I've said, like, it seems to me like maybe like he'll still do indies maybe once in a while. Or he's not. He's not. He's not saying retirement for a reason, but God, I hope it is because Please, yeah. that these. I don't want him to tarnish his legacy, and Kurt is one of the greatest of all time. There's no denying that. And you know, at the end, I mean, like at the end of Ric Flair's run, you were like, just stop wrestling. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he still wrestled for a little bit after that in TNA or whatever, but. At the end, you were just like, stop wrestling. Even like, more so after that. I don't need to see you hurt yourself. I, yeah. I, I don't need to see this. Like, this isn't enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. I get that it means something to you. Right. But for me, it's not as enjoyable. Right. And so, um, I, yeah, you're right. Samoa Joe really did carry this match. Um, he telegraphed all the moves that were going to happen. Boy, happened. He dipped down lower than normal to help him with the German suplex. Like, when he did, he the, did like, the snap suplex, it yeah. looked rough. It did. He put him on the rope for some reason. Um, that missile drop kick just looked bad. If they said to me, like, you got to go and wrestle Kurt tonight for his... I'm like, oh, man. I'm gonna get hurt. <laughs> I mean, I guess no, because it, it didn't look like he was doing anything unsafe. Like, you get if scared. anything, it was the opposite of that. He was trying to He's, be as safe oh, yeah. as possible, yeah, yeah, overly safe. Because fair like, points. Um, okay. And I think that they all respect Kurt so much. They do. They love it. They, they don't. He's a legend. It. But I just it was it it was rough to watch. Yeah. I, I I hate to say it, but it wasn't enjoyable to watch because I love Kurt. He was one of my favorite of all time. Mm-hmm. But he it was it was a it was. 
I hope the one on SmackDown is quick tonight. I, I, I really do. As Ryan knows, Angle is still in my top three matches ever. Him versus Shane at King of the Ring is still one of my most favorite matches ever. Because even, even with the two blown throws through the glass, it still was an incredible match. And even afterwards, the fact that they kept going back that well to make sure they broke the glass makes it an even better match overall. He was one of the best. Watching this is tough. It's tough. Yeah, that's it's why I say it's like a somber tone because I hate saying it, but it, yeah. it's tough. And Kurt Angle's in many of my favorite matches of all time. Yeah. Like I love Kurt Angle so much. He's like such a good wrestler. And, you know, I will say this. I like they had a little throwback to their first moment in TNA. Oh, right. When Angle headbutted Joe and he got all bloody or whatever. And then they started this match off with the same stare down of this time <laughs> Joe headbutted Angle. I like that little nod. Um, so there was that at least, you know, and I'm yeah. sure there'll be a similar moment in the, Ang- or the AJ Styles match tonight. Um, I also, yeah. after seeing how this is going with, like, the Kurt Angle retirement tour, farewell tour or whatever, I feel like his match at Mania won't necessarily be a swerve. Yeah. My new guess is that he beats Baron Corbin really fast. Baron Corbin comes in, he hits the angle slam, that's that. Pins him. Mm -hmm. That's that. But then John Cena's music comes out, hits, and he comes out and says, "That's how you want to end your career. That's it." Because we still <laughs> That's haven't heard a great point. We Ryan. still haven't heard any sign of Cena yet, and no, it's, he's he's he was factored in some way. But then all of a sudden, he got stopped being mentioned when it came to the U.S. title. Maybe it was becoming too much of tipping their hand, and so they wanted to move away from it. So I hope that's what it is. That it's like. He comes in and like, you want to end your WrestleMania here with some ruthless aggression. And then they, they have their match. And, 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 and he puts, and, and, and Cena pins him. He puts Cena over on the way out. Cena should come out wearing what he wore. Totally. He comes match. out with the chain. You know, well, did he have, was he wearing the chain? He wasn't wearing no, the no, chain. he wasn't wearing the he chain was yet. Still new. Was that the yellow pants? Yeah, the yellow pants. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. The tight pants. came out at WrestleMania. <laughs> Wait, was that the yellow pants or was it the shorts? It was the red pants. It was the red shorts. It was the red shorts. Sorry. It was the red shorts. Oh, man. He came out like in the old school gear. With the haircut. He's got to come out with that. He's got tight, the hair kind of right now. Tight. Well, because he has hair again. Kind of like that. He could do a similar thing. That would be hilarious. That would be cool. I'd be into it. Speaking of scene, I wanted to make a quick segue because I know we got a little a little bit over 10 minutes we got to finish um Nikki Bella announcing in-ring and retirement uh is, is this because she, you know it's smart of her not to wrestle anymore she doesn't need to be injured she got other ventures going that's on basically what she, that, that, is that what it feels like to that's you that's what she said like from what you know the sources what you're hearing is well that's what, I, mean, I, I don't know that's okay. what she said on the show though okay that's what she said okay all right. I just want to make sure. We're going to discuss that story on Wrestling Sheet Radio. Okay. We don't have time for All this, right. bro. Okay? That's enough. a longer, deeper I'm discussion. I'm sorry. I don't get to discuss those as much as everybody else. All right. Triple H did it. Came out, did his promo, pulled out a letter apparently from Batista's lawyer explaining all this, and then broke into a Spice Girl song. Look, I don't know what's worse. That you know the lyrics to a Spice Girl song to use in a diss, or uh, that you uh, you would even Who have the diss. Who doesn't know that song, Or you'd John have Roca. the thought to. Listen, I own all the CDs. Yeah, so I'm not going to. I'm not trying to front. I'm just saying, if you're Triple H, supposedly a badass. Oh, how do you come know on. I'm just Every, even badasses know the lyrics to, to that song. Okay. Everybody knows that song. All right, all right. It also went viral. Like, uh, last Did it really? Well, when the thing happened, someone spliced it together with the, with the with spice? Batista <laughs> and that. So it, you know, and then it, like, it was that's really funny. genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really funny. So uh, I think that's more so why they were okay with doing it. Yeah. But also. Everybody knows that song. Yeah, fair enough. All right. <laughs> did you like this promo? I did. Yeah. I liked it. Um, you know, the only thing is that I 
I feel like they're painting Triple H too much as a face. When yeah. and I know Batista is like only going to be there a short amount of time, but like people love him now, though. People man. love Batista now. Everything's changed, yep. you know. And he's like, he should be the one there angling to the face, especially when all the other McMahon's are heels. Yep. Why is Triple H the lone good guy? He's coming out talking about how much the women deserved it, and for the main event, like, come on, you're supposed to be there to have the kind of like shades of gray mm-hmm. not be full papa triple h where you're singing spice girls and you're you're praising the women and mm-hmm. you're you're talking about how you jobbed out to a an envelope and you're 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 clearly trying to get as much fan support as possible mm-hmm. in this moment and yeah. you know saying that batista wants you to change the date of wrestlemania because you have a shooting schedule and just like, yeah. all, all these things i don't know Enjoyed it. Yeah. But in my head, I thought to myself, I just couldn't think to myself, I, I couldn't help but think to myself, but like, why is Triple H being painted as the, as the face yeah. here? I, yeah. I, that, that was my only thing. And also, I did like that line where he said that Batista wanted him to admit that he was using, or that he was using Batista yeah. the whole time. And he was like, duh, where have you, did you really take you this long <laughs> to figure that out? Like, <laughs> I did enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And it was, it was uh, an old school Triple H promo that, worked so well and pushes it forward and makes Batista look like what they did with The Rock when they tried to do the Hollywood Hogan angle with The Rock where he was too Hollywood. For, but with Batista, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's getting over with the fans because the fans love him so much now because of Guardians and the stance he took for James Gunn. Like, I think a lot of fans are aware of that and they love him in the arena He's now. also super woke on Twitter. He is. He is. Wait, like, Twitter is so much more of a thing now than it was then oh, yeah. when he oh, came yeah. back and like... He was on social media and Twitter and all that kind of stuff back sure. then, obviously. But it wasn't level. But it's now. not what it's at now where, yeah. like, he's, he's woke Marvel dude, you yeah. know? I mean, it's, it's just different. He's, yeah. at a, he's at such a different level, Batista, now. I always want, I, you know, ever since that announcement, I wonder how much he influenced that announcement. Of Which announcement? Gun coming back, of Disney giving Gun another shot at Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I wonder how much his actions, his very, he was the most vocal of the cast. And I wonder how much his actions kind of stemmed the tide a little bit in this situation. I believe that article that came out that said that they went to Gun shortly after and we're, like, and we're like let's just don't tell anyone but we want you to do this still <laughs> was i think i want to say it was variety well, or Hollywood reporter right. it was one of the two that reported that all right, all right. uh last match of the night was dean ambrose taking on drew mcintyre in the last man standing match this one mcintyre t- uh, took control of for the most part and then ended up uh <laughs> ambrose is putting people over man i don't know where this angle goes and if he's saying if this is his way of saying goodbye to the wwe and he's being a good soldier but uh either way he's taking the losses and this was a good for 10 minutes a good 10 minutes matt but like Ambrose has fought lo- uh, harder men for longer in last man standing match, it's like Lesnar. Yeah, so. yeah. I, uh, I mean, yes, it's it put over Drew McIntyre well, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't that exciting of a match. Right. It was only ten minutes, like you were saying. It was only it wasn't like there was nothing that interesting that happened in it. It wasn't anything better than their match they had. Yeah, you know the the, the, the recent one. Um, I also don't really know what they're doing with Dean Ambrose, uh, but I don't think he's leaving. I still don't believe it. So, do you think he'll interfere in this match with the with the uh, Reigns somehow, some way? Well, because they keep putting him up against McIntyre and Reigns up against McIntyre on the same show. I think. Hmm. 
I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. I do think that they brought him back onto the face side of things to eventually have him turn against Roman, but I just don't know when they do that. Yeah. I just don't know when. He said, a McIntyre-Ambrose tag team is really... We haven't seen Ziggler in quite some time. So a McIntyre-Ambrose team would be interesting. They tried for that one brief right. moment. Right, Yeah, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I got less to say on this one because okay. I don't really know what they're going to do with Ambrose. Yeah. I, I, and, I, and clearly it was just to get McIntyre over, and there wasn't like any technical prowess to, right. uh, to write home about here. But it did make Drew look strong. And I'm, all, I'm all about Drew McIntyre looking strong. Yeah, we'll see how that takes. We'll see how uh, much they do that next week as well with McIntyre leading into WrestleMania next Sunday. Next Sunday, not this Sunday. Next Sunday, get ready. I know. I, I got to figure out. What are you doing? What are you well, talking about? Because I'm going to. I probably You're shouldn't. You're going to be in New York. On, I probably shouldn't do this on air. But we, I got to figure out. This is the curtain. I got to figure out, like. How are you going to get me there to a front row seat? I know it's <laughs> Not tough. Not that, no. I know it's tough. Um, well, if I'm going to be there, I would like for there to be some sort of recap mm-hmm. for WrestleMania, but I don't get back until. Monday evening, right okay. before Raw. Okay. I can do it with your boy Norm if you want. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Either you or Norm. Oh. I'll wake Norm up. Let's talk about That's not okay. a bad idea. That's, that's not, not a bad, bad idea. idea. All right. Anyway, all right, that's, that's our Raw recap for the Pro Wrestling Sheet. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, let us know what you thought about our comments on all these matches and the storylines that are developing here as we go into WrestleMania. Do you like who, how it's all being set up? Are you upset that some of your wrestlers are being paired with other matches that you don't like? Let us all know everything there in the comments section. And thanks for everyone who's tweeting us more and more and reaching out to us on social media and DMing us how much they're enjoying the show. It's building, it's building, it's building. So it means a lot that you take the time to do that. Ryan, tell them where they can follow everything else. ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's the website. That's where you can find all the stories that we post throughout the week at Wrestling Sheet on social media, youtube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where all the videos are. It's where the Ron Smackdown recaps are that myself and John Roca do here. Uh, that is where Wrestling Sheet Radio is, where we will probably talk about Nikki Bella retiring. <laughs> uh, that's where you can find everything video-wise. Uh, if you are there, hello. I appreciate it. Welcome back. But please, please, while you're there, subscribe to the channel. It helps me out a lot. It helps us out a lot. It helps Collider out a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please subscribe while you're there. I appreciate everyone that is doing so. And also like the video, comment, share them. I appreciate every single person that is doing all of those things. But also, for those of you watching on video, if you only want to listen to the audio while you're driving, cooking, working out... I don't know, hanging out with your lady, <laughs> any of the above. Make sure you subscribe there as well. It's on uh, iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on Stitcher. It's on all of the major platforms. Just search for Wrestling Sheet Radio. There you go. Follow him at Ryan Satin. Follow me at uh, The Roca Says. Tune in us about your thoughts. We always love coming back and talking to people on social media about it. And tune in tomorrow for another Pro Wrestling Sheet. I'm sorry, Pro Wrestling Sheet SmackDown Live recap. Uh, we'll see what happens with. AJ Styles tomorrow. We'll see what happens with the Iconics tomorrow. We'll see what happens with so many uh, wrestlers as we walk into WrestleMania next week. Take care, everyone. Have a good Monday. Stay little chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast from negative to positive. Brought to you by my friends, over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you gotta play the game. 
so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Orangutans. They're beautiful, playful, and majestic, and disappearing. Every day, as many as 20 orangutans vanish. They starve to death when their homes are destroyed or are killed when they stray into villages in search of food. International Animal Rescue is fighting for the survival of the critically endangered orangutan. But we can't do it without you. Please visit internationalanimalrescue.org and help us save orangutans before it's too late. That's internationalanimalrescue.org. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.